Welcome to Voices, a podcast brought to you by the Seneca Valley School District. I'm Jeff Krakoff with Dr. Matthew McKinley, Assistant Superintendent for 7 through 12 Instruction at Seneca Valley. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you. A little background on you. You've got your bachelor's degree in mathematics, then you earned your master's in education and a doctorate in education from University of Pittsburgh. Uh, starting out many years ago as a math teacher. Um, You've been with the district at Seneca Valley for about 32 years as a teacher, as an assistant principal, principal, and now assistant superintendent. So you've you've seen the process from every angle possible, right? That's right. Yeah, we've grown quite a bit during that time too. Yep, for sure. So why don't you walk us through, you know, this isn't your typical year. Uh, with, with the pandemic. Can you walk us through the learning models and phases for secondary education this year? Sure, yeah, I'd be happy to, thank you. And I'm gonna start with our, our yellow phase uh, because that's what the, the decision the school board made on August 10th this past Monday that, uh, that we are going to be starting in the yellow phase. So for, for traditional students, cho- students that chose or their parents that chose to do in-person instruction, uh, we will be splitting them into two cohorts. The one cohort is on Mondays and Wednesdays, typically. Uh, The second cohort will be on Tuesdays and Thursdays. If it's an opposite day that you're in person, we will have some uh, interaction, live interaction from teachers, and also some remote learning or some asynchronous learning on those opposite days. And then uh, Friday, we're also going to try and tie in some, some remediation or, or some uh, enrichment for students should they uh, need that. So that's what our traditional model is going to look like. Our hybrid model is very similar. Uh, students who chose that learning model um, have also, they're gonna, they're gonna split some of their time with our full-time cyber program. Mm-hmm. And so they may be coming to school a little bit later than the typical student, or they may be leaving a little bit earlier. Um, they will have some in-person instruction in those cohorts as I discussed. And they will also have some full-time asynchronous learning uh, through our, our cyber program. And then the third learning model is our, our full-time cyber program. And no matter what phase we're in, be it yellow, green, or red, those full-time cyber students will have a similar schedule. They will be learning asynchronously with some synchronous options from their teachers uh, to, to, uh, in their learning and that will remain unchanged throughout any of the phases. Okay, so if I'm a student, I'm scheduled for, for this fall, are there any changes that, that I'd need to know about? Yeah, yeah. In the past, we've tried to accommodate students' schedules as best that we can. We've, we've had a cyber program here for about 15 years, and because of that, we've been able to add great flexibility in student schedules. With this pandemic and, and the, the number of students that chose full-time cyber has risen greatly, uh, we've had to make some staffing changes. And because of those staffing changes, the, the large number of courses that we have to offer are greatly, not greatly reduced, but they're, they're very tight with our staffing. Mm-hmm. And so the mas- master schedule dictates what we can, can and can't do with our scheduling, our student scheduling. So we, uh, we're going to have to keep a tight eye on that. And, and we have uh, talked to parents and said that, you know, should, should you want to change your learning model throughout the year? 
we're hoping that that change can occur at the end of a grading period. Um, and when that change occurs, it might be difficult to move students back and forth from one learning model to the next. So scheduling in that way is going to be a little challenging for us, but uh, not something that we can't overcome. Sure, that's understandable. So can you kind of walk us through what, what is a typical day in the life for a student secondary grade seven through 12 going to look like this fall in the schools? Sure, I'd be happy to. The, the, uh, I'm going to go with a typical in-person schedule. Most of our students and parents have chosen that option. Mm-hmm. Um, and it starts at the beginning of the day as, it, as any day where students will either arrive by bus or uh, be driven by their parents. We expect a, a greater number to be driven by their parents, and we even encourage that to help kind of ease the load on the buses. Even though we're on a split schedule to start the year, um, it will be easier to remain socially distanced on the buses with less students on them. Uh, if a, a family chooses to, to ride the bus, um, they will, students will be expected to wear masks. Um, upon their arrival at school, Students will be able to come in, and as in any typical day, they would be able to go and, and get a breakfast, purchase a breakfast. It will look a little different. They won't uh, be going to the cafeteria for that. It will kind of be a grab-and-go style. And uh, then all students, whether they ride the bus, whether they uh, uh, ride with their parents, they will be going directly to their classrooms, which is a bit of a change in the mornings. Um, and in those classrooms, again, we're going to be, going to be socially distanced. They move throughout the day from period to period. Um, In the hallways, they're gonna have their masks on. And even in their classrooms, if they're not socially distanced, they will have their masks on. With, uh, if we are able to socially distance, they will be able to get some breaks from mask wearing in the classroom if there's more than six feet apart. Uh, You know, in a phys ed class, if their students and teachers are able to go outside, they'll again be able to socially distance. And, and take their masks down. But all other times they will be expected to, to have their masks on and, and wearing those. When we move to the cafeteria for lunchtime, uh, again, students will need to be socially distanced because in order to eat, of course, you need to have your mask down. Uh, we are gonna have plexiglass in some areas. We've removed some tables and chairs. And even to the fact that um, some students at the secondary maybe eating outside of the cafeteria. Uh, We've created a fourth lunch for this year, so that's going to look a little different just to divide up the numbers a little bit more Mm -hmm. and uh, ease the number in the cafeteria so that we are able to socially distance. Uh, Then uh, one other thing I'd like to highlight is is, uh, in our project-based classrooms, in robotics, in a tech ed class, in a family consumer science class, Uh, where they're doing projects in other classes as well. We will be providing gloves for students to wear in those classes um, if they're handling certain equipment. Okay. Uh, And then at the end of the day, uh, we are going to have a staggered dismissal. Uh, In our 11th, 12th grade senior high school, students, um, student drivers will be dismissed at 2.33 and asked to to leave campus as quickly, safely, but quickly as possible. Mm -hmm. And then... uh, we will have a phased dismissal with the remaining students to get on their buses and leave campus that way. So that's, that's uh, fairly general, but that's uh, what a typical day in person might look like for students. Okay. So we talked about in person. What are the differences in remote learning? Yeah. Remote learning. We've learned a lot from, uh, from the past spring and March, April and May and and in the survey in which we uh, gave 
parents and students to, to fill out. And one big change is, and well, we have a couple changes. One big change is that we're going to have a lot more emphasis on interaction between parent, I'm sorry, between teacher and student. And uh, the, the live interaction is uh, a bit of a gap that we missed. Some teachers were doing that, but others were not. And so that's an expectation that we're placing on our teachers this year. Uh, also, we had a wide variety of resources. We're blessed at Seneca Valley that we do have a, a large number of resources. Uh, and, and we left it uh, on the teacher to, to pick which ones they were most comfortable with and use those with their students. We are really at the secondary gonna have a strong focus on our, our portal that parents and students are familiar with and uh, on Microsoft Teams, which we really opened up uh, last spring and we've done some trainings this summer in, in the opening professional development days We're going to continue with those trainings with teachers and uh, That that's going to be a big improvement I think and, and an opportunity in which they can interact live with their students and then and then my I guess my final point is live streaming we are opening that up for our teachers and uh, for students that are home either because they're they're going to need to be quarantined they're ill uh, for whatever reason. Uh, we are uh, having our teachers work through Microsoft Teams to be able to communicate live, um, whether it's 15 minutes or 30 minutes in a day with their students, uh, so that at minimum students can hear the, the lecture and, and the communication that's going on inside the classroom. So those are some of the changes that we have planned for this fall. Okay, well you can tell there's definitely a emphasis on live interaction. I'm curious, is that something that you're, you were hearing from students and parents? Is it you're hearing from faculty or all of the above? I would say all the above. Yeah. Like I said, in the survey, the parents got back to us and said, yeah, our students were missing that. Yeah. Um, the, our, the teachers and, and the, and the principals even had some interaction with students and say, boy, if we could see our teacher more that we missed that so much from the live in person. And, and also um, the teachers said it too, we just miss our students. And, and they may have not been up as up on technology as they wanted to be. So through these trainings, I think they're gonna have more opportunity to, to do that with their students. Sounds great. So if I'm a parent, what, what, what are some of the main takeaways I, I, I need to, to be thinking about as we reenter the schools this fall? Yeah, I, I would ask for parents' patience and flexibility. I think that's been our main theme since March. Uh, it, it's been a lot of effort from a lot of people, and, and it's going to, there's so many unknowns that we still don't know, even through all this planning and preparation. But I would ask for their patience and their flexibility. Uh, the challenges are going to come. I know we can overcome them. We have an, a great staff, an awesome staff. So uh, I, I don't hesitate in saying that at all. But uh, I would just ask that uh, they communicate with us quickly and clearly, and, and we will do the same with them. All right. Well, Dr. McKinley, thanks so much for taking the time. I know this is a very busy time of year. Uh, best of luck for the, the new school year. Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate the opportunity. All right. Take care.